Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans, by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a super fun episode just last week. Uh, Ryan and I talked about um, just kind of everything in Kingsland as we always do. It was, a, it was a fun episode for us because we really got to let uh, everything go on Bogey. And, and we promise that was our last time that we're talking about Bogey um, this year. But um, if you are looking for anything Kings cast, you can find our entire show catalog streaming wherever you find your podcast. So bring in my co-host today, Ryan. What's good? What's going on? It's been uh, about a week or so, right, since we did our last pod. Um, I'm excited to be here as always you know I I know I sound like a broken record every week we come on here I'm like I'm excited but I really am I really look forward to every single week uh, releasing these podcasts Um, you know me and Eric consistently talk every single week about Sacramento basketball and uh, we're always you know everything we do is unscripted like we don't have anything written down and so our dialogue during the week is really what turns into our uh, our content for the show man so um, every single day we're talking about Steph and we're thinking about Steph and I, I, I look forward to these weekend mornings when we get to do this, man. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, dude, I really like talking and, and you know, uh, I think that a lot of people enjoy just talking about the Kings and that's where I think I'll put it out there, Ryan, if you, if you guys are looking for a great place to, to chat, you know, Sacramento Kings basketball, interact with us, interact with other Kings fans that like to just get it out. Um, we have partnered with Casey Yost, friend of the show to form a public Facebook group page called Kingsland. So you can join Kingsland right there on Facebook. And then also, if you're interested, join the private group Bench Mob. A lot of content comes out of there. A lot of conversations come out of there. So if you're you know, looking for some people to talk to, uh, check those pages out, interact with us, be a part of the show, uh, and just, just kind of you know talk everything Kings. Ryan, you, you kind of broke in something right there. You talked about a little bit about us and our conversations in their week. I think, you know, I think it might be a good time as I would say we just wrapped up November. All right. And honestly, the last three months, the podcast has hit huge growth uh, month over month over. And, and it's, I think it might be time for us to probably do a, who the fuck is Kings cast. You know, we, we had done one way back. Um, it's, it's not active anymore. It's kind of early on, but I think we should bring that back up and just talk to talk to everybody and explain what, who we are, what we're doing. Uh, you you want to go into that before we get going into some of our bulk content today? Let's do it. Let's let these people know what we got going on. Well, we're a bunch of nobodies. We're a bunch of just dudes, a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, Ryan, you can jump in anytime on this. Like Ryan and I, Ryan and I are brothers. Let's start there. So Ryan and I are brothers. Uh, 
and we freaking love sports. We love sports our whole lives, man. We've just been talking sports. Um, you know, Ryan and I really, what do you think, Ryan? We, we didn't have, I always tell, I've told this a couple times on the podcast, like growing up, we didn't have cable. All right. So we weren't, we didn't have cable and it was like, Ryan and I would sit there and play Madden and NBA live franchise modes and listen to KHK all day, like at a weirdly young age. Right. So how old were you when you first started listening to KHTK, listen, talk radio? Um, well, that was probably back in Oh two, probably when we started doing that, we always watched sports and stuff, but I think we really started, I want to say it was Madden 2003, the one with Marshall Falk on it. Yeah. Cause we always played Madden. We've on it. Like, background real quick. Yeah. We've played every single Madden since Madden 96. We had Madden 96 on Nintendo 64 and, and we've been huge Madden guys. Well, in 2002, when NBA Live 03 came out with uh, Jason Kidd on it, I think. And when Madden 03 came out for the PS2 with Marshall Falk on it, I was probably seven or eight. And that's when we really made that jump. Because you were like 10 or 11. You were a little older. And we really made that jump into uh, sports talk radio. We started understanding what was going on, right? And it just so happened that it was, you know, it was the King's heyday. You know, we were right in the middle of the King's heyday right there. Um, you know, so we used to every single day, we'd listen to talk radio when we got home. Well, actually, first thing we went off, we shared a bedroom, the alarm would go off and the rise guys would come on before school every single day. Um, but so that's where that all started. We really got into video games, man. That's how a lot of it, it's crazy. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you know about stats? How do you know about who was on these teams? This is honestly, it was from playing video games at such a young age. It was, you know, me, like Eric said, we played franchise mode and we know where everybody went to college at, <laughs> you know, we knew what teams like. You know, this was before teams would get updated right online. Team People would get traded at the trade deadline, and me and Eric would trade them to their team they got traded on and then save the roster. So we were those kids, man. So that's where a lot of our sports stuff started growing from. So I just want to throw that background in there just to let everybody know. It was about 0203. Yeah, that's about the time. And that's what Ryan said. Like, video games, a lot of people grew up in. And I think people of our generation, Ryan, you know, first off with the Super Nintendo. And then, the, you know, like you said, Madden with the Nintendo 64 is really where we got into it. Yeah. Ryan and I, you know, we talk Kings on here, but we're we're just as big as football. We're probably bigger football bigger guys. Bigger football fans, yeah. We're bigger football guys. And, and if we did a football co- podcast, we totally could do it. But, um, you know, so, yeah, we started playing Madden. And then I remember we had, we had a Kobe Bryant game for the Nintendo 64 back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. That was in the 90s, like late 90s. It was like 99 um, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, and so that was a – so, but those franchise modes really, like you said, they explain how the cap works. They extra, they explain trade value, the draft, just add everything, like to players. And, uh, yeah, so early 2000s. Um, you know, it was, it, it was us listening to then the lineup was always great, man. It was the rise guys. It was Jim Rome. And then midday, we didn't listen. We were at school, but they had that Mike and Mike guy or Monty and Mike or whatever, who, who knows what their names were. And then it went into grant after school, Jim Cozumore right after that. And then it always kind of flip-flopped. I remember they had Monty, whatever, till midnight, and then JT the Brick. So it was literally like Ryan and I were putting in hours and hours a day listening to radio. And if not, we were just sitting there playing video games, arguing with each other. We would sit there and quiz each other, like, you know, what college does this guy go to? Or name, name, this, name the starting lineup for this team. And that's just – we're just, like, weirdly obsessive about that. So, um, you know, it's just kind of something we've always been into. And, and that's why I think with us doing Kings Cast, it's – it's a throwback to old school talk radio, right? We're big, big fans, which I don't know if I don't, I can't say, do you think a lot of kids listen to talk radio now? It's all YouTube, right? Yeah. Nobody listens to talk radio, dude. It's YouTube. It's podcast stuff. But I, you know, I, 
I think people under 25 in general, not many listen to sports podcasts or sports radio, period. You know, I think that's kind of a dying breed kind of thing, you know. Uh, but for us, dude, it was it, it wasn't by choice. I don't think that we listened to sports radio and all that stuff. We were just poor. <laughs> like, our family, our family cable just, yeah our family was just poor we didn't have cable dude and you know me and eric were just close enough in age and we shared a bedroom to where it was like all right man like hey we got nba live shout out nba live by the way before 2k you know yeah for the for, but, for, the, young, for the young kids nba live was the shit dude nba live was the shit and uh you know we we were just kind of some poor kids and me and eric would save all of our money all year you know, from birthdays and Christmas, and we would buy NBA Live, we would buy Madden, and we used to listen to sports talk on this shitty-ass alarm clock that Eric used to have, and that, that was it, man. It wasn't by, it wasn't by choice. I, you know, I'm glad it happened. It was just something that kind of just, you know, our parents weren't big sports fans at all. Um, nobody in our family was really big sports fans, and it kind of just, you know, me and Eric were just gravitated toward this you know our whole life has kind of been revolved around sports man so it's look it's worked out dude look where we are now you know we've done something that we grew up loving and uh that's where kank's cast kind of originates from so we don't really have a bat we don't have a background at all ryan in journalism in in multimedia or anything like that uh we don't you know for people we don't have any aspirations to do anything like that so we're not one of these people that are coming on here and it's like we're trying to showcase to grow to something that's not what this is you know uh we are we Ryan Ryan and I both are grown adults with families at this point right we are uh, we're married you know kids we have full-time jobs so it's something that as even as now we're adults we're still those nerds right we're still the same nerds that we were when we were kids I think one of the reasons we wanted to, so, you know, for me, Ryan, start, starting King's cast was we just like to talk sports. We talked about that. And I feel like we have a lot of knowledge just because we were those kids that were reading the box scores from the newspaper. Like I would take the newspaper every day and, and look at the league leaders and things like that. Right. And Ryan and I would quiz each other and just, so that's where kind of like our knowledge we talked about came from, but we, we wanted to do King's cast because we felt like we were listening now that we're adults and we're listening to talk radio now or listen to podcasts now. And we're reading opinions now and specifically in Kingsland, which I live here in Sacramento. Ryan lives, uh, you know, about an hour South of here. Um, you know, we, I follow everything that goes on and, and, and we started thinking like probably a lot of you guys, which is like, you know, I kind of know a little bit of something and I feel like, there's so many ways now to get our voice heard, right, Ryan? Like all these ways, and and people on Twitter don't want didn't want to interact with us. Um, a lot of soft takes. We felt like because it was a small market that people weren't uh, putting the truth out there all the time. People were holding back sometimes, and so we're. I was like, you know, Ryan, let's just fucking go on there and talk. Like we, and he's like, well, you know, who knows, man? We don't have any credentials. You know, we've never, I've never done radio or anything before. Like, do you think it'll be like, we're like, let's just do it for fun. Right. So that's where we're at. So that was about a year ago. Right. What was the kind of your reason for wanting to start King's cast? It was, it was that dude. It was, I felt like the media um, was biased, dude. It is really what it was. You know, I remember me and you having talks, dude. And it was, you know, guys like Carmichael, Dave and Grant and stuff, just too close to the franchise, too buddy, buddy with Lottie Debach. That's really where it started. People were, you know, nobody was critical of the franchise. Nobody was holding them accountable. Everybody had this loser mentality after so many years of just losing. 
And I got tired of it, dude. Honestly, I remember me and you talking. I'm like, dude, why don't they just be real? Hey, call a spade a spade, man. This franchise sucks, dude. I'm tired of this losing mentality, all that. And that's, for me, that's where it came from. It's like, somebody needs to be critical. Somebody needs to be real of, um, you know, this franchise's place in sports. And me and you have done that. That has been our goal since day one is like, let's be real about this, dude. Sacramento Kings are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA, dude. Let's be real. It's it maybe even worse, you know? So that's, that's where I wanted to step up and be like, dude, somebody needs to hear this. The truth has to get out, dude. This soft takes, this Sacramento, whatever. We like guys who play hard. We, you know, this is, this is, you know, the cowbell town and all that shit, you know, stop living in 2002, you know, come to modern day and let's be real about the franchise, dude. And that's something that, you know, is one of our main goals here at Kings cast, dude. And I think we're getting there. We are, we're, you know, we're getting better at it and we're, you know, we're working hard at this thing. So it's fun, man. I'm, I'm super happy. It's one of the best decisions me and you have made. It is funny. And so originally we started Kings cast 2019 October. And originally we actually had another co-host, um, so our other co-host was on the show for about 30-something episodes, and he's a friend we grew up with, uh, still a friend now. He, he kind of, uh, you know, in the middle of the summer, life changes, whatever, the, he, he's out, right? So he, he stepped out from the show, and Ryan and I just decided, let's, let's go full board. And since that, it's been just huge growth, man. And, and you said something there. It's something that uh, I wanted to – kind of one of the reasons I want to talk about this today is, like, open up and tell people what we're about because I think one of the big things – and it's kind of ironic, Ryan, because I don't know if you saw, like, last night. There's a, there's a big thing going on in King's media on Twitter right now uh, with, between with between Cowbell Kingdom and yeah. and some of this uh, Be Heard Network people, the KCK people network, and they yeah. all are bickering and, and they're all getting into it each other and stuff. And, and Ryan and I – you know, Ryan said – one of the things is that we are not tied to anything. We don't represent anything. We don't give a fuck, right? And, like, I, I gave Ryan an example the other day. Like, all these other people, I can go in here and say, hey, suck my dick and balls from the back. I can say that really on my podcast right now, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's whatever, dude. They have to go in there, have to toe this line. You look what happened with Grant, right? And then everyone has to represent themselves, and then they don't want to say anything harsh. And so I, I, say, that, I say that vulgar and that, you know, just to, just to be funny. But to prove a point, right? And that's one of the things about Ryan is like, and I is that we like to believe that we don't make our our opinions based on somebody telling us we have to drive a narrative. We don't make our opinions because we think we're smarter than anybody, and we want to be condescending because that's where a lot of other people are. Uh, we try to stay in our lane, and that Ryan and I we, we have a big sports background, you know. And I'm I'm currently I active in my in my job. I I work in the sports field, but you know we. We're not X's and O's, so we're not going to fucking break things down. We try to stay in our lane. What's our big thing, Brian? Self-awareness, Self-awareness, right? that's, that's a big one. Being self-aware. We're not going to be condescending. We're not going to be emotional, but we are willing to debate and put out points. And so it's something we like to stand by. And, and so, um, you know, where we're at now is, is our tagline. And we really are, are proud of this, Ryan. And it's, you know, I always say at the beginning of the show, you know, for Kings fans, by Kings fans. And that's where we are. We're Kings fans. This is for Kings fans. Uh, we want to represent the opinions out there in King's Land. And King's Land is kind of that, that uh, I don't know, that word I kind of made up sometime throughout the show to, to refer to people in a generality like that, right? But we want to represent all the opinions out there and sift through. So, um, you know, 
as we move into the next season, you know, Ryan, I think one of the big goals is just to expand it out there, expand our reach, talk with more people, which we are. We're happy that people are listening. You know, I'll give shout outs to people. Uh, Ryan, if you have anybody, you know, like Vince Brewer, somebody who's really oppositional to us, but he's, he's a listener. He's, he's always talking, you know, Casey Yost, who we've met. Um, you know, we met Blake on there, a couple other guys, right? A lot of people who just like to talk and it's been cool. So we're looking forward to the next year as we go into an, into this season um, and all that. So, uh, right. I'll, I'll move us into those to our bulk conversations and stuff we have today, man, fucking I'm going through and it's like people, they're having press conferences this week, Ryan, and they're still, it's like people are still trying to pick at Buddy Hill, dude. And you have a good – uh, from talking to you this past week, I think you have a good perspective about why he's so pissed off because it's always like, well, he's being difficult. He's, And I think you have a good reach on that. Explain to people why is he so pissed off, man, and, and so, why is it going to be, you know? Yeah, so this whole Buddy Hill situation is absolutely fucking ridiculous, by the way. Okay, when you sit back and you – you know, like we do, we have no connections. You know, you just sit back as a normal fan and you look at the information that's been giving out, right? And you make your own, you know, opinions based on the information that's been given out, right? A lot of people, they just look at this information that has been giving out about Buddy, right? And it's, oh, Buddy's not answering phone calls. <clears throat> Excuse me. Buddy's not answering phone calls. Buddy's, uh, he's not talking to Luke. Buddy wants out. Buddy wants this. He's causing a rift, Okay. When I look at that, you know, or excuse me, backtrack, a lot of people look at that and they say, well, this is ridiculous, but he's got to go. He, he's, he's terrible. He's this, he's that, he's this. Okay. I put myself in Buddy Heald's shoes. Okay. And I try to look at the whole situation. All right. A year ago. Okay. Flashback to November, December, 2019, Buddy Heald was the Kings best player coming off a year where they miraculously almost made the playoffs. Buddy Heald was the best player. He was one of the premier three-point shooters in the NBA. Everybody in Kingsland was, hey, Buddy needs to get paid. Buddy needs to get paid. He's, he's this, he's that. The backcourt between him and Darren Fox for the next five years can be great. Okay. Buddy comes into the season. Vladi gives him that extension. Okay. He gets that four years, 90, whatever, whatever it was. I forget the exact, might've been 88. I don't know. Anyways. King. Right off the bat, Buddy was probably promised, I guarantee you this, hey, we're giving you this extension. You're the starting shooting guard. It's going to be you and Darren Fox. You know this. We're going to get this team into the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. Right off the bat, Darren Fox is hurt. Marvin Bagley's hurt. Team starts 0-5, right? Right off the bat, Buddy Heald's thrown into this position of being the only legitimate scorer on the team, right? He's asked to do a lot that he's not supposed to be doing, right? Buddy's supposed to be catch and shoot, that kind of guy, okay? So in my opinion, Buddy was asked to do something that was not part of the agreement, okay? And then on top of that, Buddy got a lot of the hate for the team losing, right? He got a lot of that December, January where the team was just absolutely terrible. He got a lot of the blame for that. And in my opinion, that's where Buddy's gripes and complaints started coming because then he gets moved to the bench, right? He gets, Buddy gets moved to the bench for Bogdanovich, who's not better than him. Okay. It, 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 that wasn't a, that wasn't a thing. Okay. So now you got to look at his thing. All right. I was the best player on the team last year. I averaged 20 points a game, which I'm still averaging 20 points a game. All right. His points per game dipped like 0.6 points or something like that. It's ridiculous for everybody who thinks that buddy just had a terrible season. It wasn't bad. Like everybody says. All right. So buddy gets the coach, you know, he's with the new coach benches him. He got his contract, still got benched. 
uh, stats are very similar to the year before. And, you know, you got to just put yourself in those shoes. Why? I would be upset too. So for everybody who's saying Buddy's being difficult, Buddy's being this, put yourself in Buddy Hill's shoes. You went from being the best player on the team to having very, very similar stats uh, to all of a sudden being benched. And, you know, for Luke Walton to come out last week and say that Buddy's got to earn his starting spot over, you know, Halliburton is fucking ridiculous, dude. That's just fucking bad. Okay, that is a bad move on the coach. Um, if I'm McNair, I, I would probably go talk to Luke Walton and tell him, hey, you need to shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> You're causing a rift for no reason. You know, Buddy Heald is the second best player on this team behind Darren Fox right now. And uh, we need him. Uh, we, we let Bogdanovich go for a reason. Buddy's our guy. We got him under contract for four years. You need to make it fucking work. Um, so for everybody, that's where I look at the Buddy Heald situation. You know, take a step back, put yourself in Buddy's shoes, and just look what he's been given, dude. You know, uh, I'll go over it again. A shitty GM in Vladi, uh, a new head coach, and gets benched for Bogdanovich, who ain't even on the fucking team no more, dude. So um, I'd be upset, too, if I was Buddy Hill. So everybody cut the guy some slack, man. He's going to come out and play well this year. I, I'm afraid, because uh, I saw this in the bubble, I'm afraid that Luke Walton's going to try to get cute and put Corey Joseph in. <laughs> if he does that, no, I don't know. A, I'll throw, yeah. I'll throw my thing. hands up and just be pissed. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It, it, like you said, it makes no sense. They need to, I think they are going to move forward. I don't know what Luke Walton's doing. I think they're just saying stuff. I don't know, man. It's it's a weird it's a weird situation. It's a weird situation. I um, think but yeah. from from my opinion, you know, you when you're looking, you know, again, take a step back and let's try to look at all the information that's being given. All right. I think you know, Buddy wasn't answering his phone calls. Blah blah blah. Maybe Luke's trying to take control back of you know and let Buddy know who's in charge and which is fucking stupid, dude. Buddy's gonna come out. And he's gonna put up twenty points a game and he's gonna shoot. You know almost 40% from the three-point line, dude. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. It is absolutely ridiculous. You know, a lot of people hating on Buddy. Um, and I, I really don't, I, you know, it might be 25% his fault. You know, he probably could have handled some things better. Uh, you know, from I don't follow him on social media, but from what I understand, um, he's quite the social media guy. And, uh, you know, he probably has got a chip on his shoulder, but, you know, take a step back, dude. People cut the guy some slack. And I think Luke Walton is to blame a lot for this. We did an episode a couple weeks ago, you know, the, the, the King's Land conspiracy. It, it was the, in the defense of Buddy Heald. I'm kind of proud of that episode. I liked it. I, I had fun doing that one. And we broke this all down. And this was before the offseason where we kind of pro- – I kind of projected out my my theory on how the season went and then how the offseason was going to go. And to this point, everything I said, you know, whether it's really real or not, it actually panned out. Now, the, maybe – was that the reason why, you know, the reasons I said why, was that the actual reasons why? Maybe, maybe not, but it's actually panned out. You know, Bogdanovich being gone, the disgruntled, it going to work out. So we'll see, man. Um, it'll be, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting when he goes out there and he's actually playing well, how people's per- perceptions of him are. I think one of the things that we do have to be clear about, Ryan, because when you come on like us and you do a podcast and you reiterate your points sometimes a couple times a month, like we do, and people and we interact with a lot of people right i i I want i want to make sure that our take is being very clear now with the with the uh you know with the bogey situation in the past right i was we always made sure that our our take was clear so it comes with buddy i I feel like i have to say this because it comes across as we've been these apologists and these defenders of him and that's and that is the case i mean we did a defense of him um but also you know I think that that's not necessarily true. Okay, so 
I, I, we understand why people are frustrated as far as his play on the court. Like, we get that. And we feel it's been attributed to the situations he's been put in. And Ryan and I won't go into that right now. We've talked about that. All right. So we feel like the situations he's been put in is why people get frustrated, like the turnovers, him handling the ball, ISO, et cetera. You know? So I get frustrated because the reason, the reason I feel like we have to come on here and defend Buddy, and trust me, I know Buddy's not perfect, and he's not, you know, he is what he is. But the, the thing that frustrates me about everyone's thing with, with Buddy Heald is it's just everything gets taken to the extreme, dude. It's, you know, his points dip 6.6 points. Oh, oh, we got to trade him to Philly for Matthias Theibel, who averaged 4.2 points a game last year. We got to trade him. He's gone. Get rid of him. And it, that's where I get frustrated at because it's like, dude, calm down. All right, go ahead, Eric. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, you know what? And I think that's the thing is, like we, we talked about before, we try to be objective. And, and when you see people going so far in one direction we, and we're not that far, it makes us seem like we're completely on the other side of the scale, which we're not. We're more like in the middle about it. We're, we're uh, hey, this guy's a 20-point-a-game scorer. He's an elite shooter. He's locked in for a bunch of years. Um, we don't think he was utilized properly last year. Let's just, like, go out there and, and like, try to utilize the guy to his strengths because, I don't know, man, when you have two 20-point-a-game backcourt uh, in, in, the, in the front court that they do, like, you could be a formidable team, and I just want to see that. But I want to make our point in that we are not going to be afraid – to be critical of the guy later on. And I, I want to get that out, Ryan. I, people are going to start thinking that we're just these excuse makers, these apologists for the guy, and we're not. We just want to see him be utilized correctly. We want to see him play. I mean, guys, think about it. If you are a listener and you watch the Kings games, the guy hasn't really played uh, that many, a full season of games with De'Aaron Fox next to him. I want to see De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hield next to each other for whatever 72 games they're playing this year. I want to see them next to each other with a full lineup utilized properly. I just want to see that. I want to see what can happen. That's it. Okay, now if he goes in there and it's not the best or the Kings have other deficiencies and they can trade. And I've always said this, right? You say this too. If they can trade him and pull back value, in return, I'm okay with that. But a lot of you out there, I, I'm sorry, guys. There, this is not a smart take on your part when it's like you're frustrated by him, and now you just want to get rid of him so that you can get something, guys. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm, maybe I will be condescending to you in this. Maybe, all right. <laughs> he's not. He's not a restricted free agent or anything, so he's not going to walk away. Okay. There, there you go. That was a problem. You know, he's he has not zero like, leverage. He has no leverage. He has so zero it's leverage like if, to go anywhere. If you're in, and I see this from even like real people, right, right? If you're afraid that it's the issue here is like you're gonna lose him for nothing, that's not gonna happen, guys. Ease your little worried minds, okay? He's not gonna go anywhere for nothing because he's he's in his he's 28, 27, gonna be 28. Man, nobody really knows. Hold on, nobody really knows. Allegedly, he's like that guy on bench warmers who comes allegedly, and he's never. The Cranberry certificate. I am twelve years old. Nobody really knows how old Buddy Hield is. I just yeah. Well, out remember there. Danny Almonte, the Little League World Series back in the day. We yes. had a kid had a mustache. That's but yeah. So he's allegedly twenty-seven and a half years old. Okay, um, yeah. his his contract's for four years. It, take, it takes him to his early thirties. Like it's de-escalating. I mean, his contract goes down year over year. Okay, the guy's value is going to be here for a while now. I don't. I don't think if he's if he's playing a bunch of if he's playing a bunch of minutes, the guy's not going to go below twenty. And he we know what kind of shooter he is. He is what he is. He's playing to his floor right now. I think 
think he's at his floor. Yeah. So yeah, he's, 19, value, he's 19 points a game locked in. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's his floor. So guys, don't get frustrated. It, it, we're okay with the trading him later. Like, look for a good trade. Savvy, small market teams, wait it out, and they make the good trade. They just don't trade motherfuckers for Matisse Thibel because you like the potential that Matisse Thibel has. Yeah, so if I hear you th- say you it think to he's, me, You think he's a great defender who averages 4.2 points per game and only played like 60 games in his career. Uh, right? I, just, uh, I, I hate that fucking take. Yeah, I just I can't hear that. It. Yeah, I can't hear that take. Now, you know, whatever, Ryan. Um, Ryan, uh, another one. Oh, actually, I'm going to ask you this, Ryan. Do you think that... Do you think that I th- I, I I do I think this so I'm gonna say do you think this I believe that people people's opinions of players uh, is and I said this last week has to do with their contracts too I think a lot of people hate their contracts and they they match the contract with so the player, player. Yeah. so example is Buddy Heal people say he's it's always he's overpaid and whiny. That's their take. Okay. All right. He's overpaid and whiny. So there you go on that end. So you hate him. So if he was underpaid and less whiny, you, you'd like him? I, you wouldn't? I don't know. Right? But then you, on the, on, the, on the far side, you have Rashawn Holmes, who came in here on a lower-end contract and is you know probably going to be underpaid slightly for his production. And he's not whiny, and people love him. So do you think that people's opinions of players – have to do with the contract just as much as their play. Do you think that's do you think that's where, where this is coming from? Oh, 100%, dude. Wait till, you know, I hate to say it, but Darren Fox just got that big contract, dude, and the perception might change around him if he hits a little struggle coming into the season. That's just how people are, dude. They just look at it and they say, "Oh, well this guy's making 100 million, he needs to do this." You know, and it's kind of unfair. It's you know, it's the way the NBA is going, dude. Everyone's overpaid, honestly. There's not a player in the league who is who isn't um, underpaid, you know? So that's just the way it is. You know, people just, you know, look at, look at their, the way, the way I judge players, man, is, is year in year out. I look at their productivity, dude. That's it. Are you consistent? Do you consistently put up these numbers? Do you, or, or if you're not consistently putting up the same numbers, are you consistently progressing? Um, You know, I try to, you know, unless your name is Gordon Hayward, uh, I don't really pay attention to your contract too much. Um, That is the one that I'll give people. I'll judge the hell out of that contract, dude. I judge a lot of contracts. Well, I judge a lot of contracts. Like Otto Porter got that contract. You and here's the thing about but that was uh, that that was that one summer where everyone got paid, dude. Bismack right. Biombo got paid. So so Whitey Gleason, former Rise Guys, two Rise Guys shout outs today. Uh, t- he had a tweet this past summer. I, I save it and it comes across my feed once in a while. And he says like, in small market teams, you have to be savvy in your movements, and that's where like you have Sam Presti, right over there in OKC, small market teams savvy in their movements. Uh, Sacramento's got to be the same way. Vladi was not that. You have to scout really well. You have to every move has to be calculated. You just can't make moves on chance and things like that. And you can't overpay people, right? Um, and I and I think that that's where the Kings' big problem has been in the past is overpaying people. And, and it's funny, man, because the same people who like to judge contracts and call people overpaid were the same exact people campaigning for Bogdanovich. You know, it was kind of weird, like that they didn't see that. It's like people, maybe they're not aware that they're doing that. They're aware after the fact, but going into it, they don't recognize it as much. You know, they look, because I think last, last uh, year going into the season, I think everybody wanted Buddy Hill back. I don't think there was anybody that was like, you can't no, pay the dude, guy. No, that's why I always bring it up. That's why I always bring it up. Cause coming off of a season where they won 39 games, all right. He was the top scorer, dude. He averaged like 20 and a half a game or 20.7. And people were just in love with him, dude. 
it was, holy crap, man, the potential between him and De'Aaron Fox is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, and all of a sudden he gets paid. And honestly, his contract hasn't even popped in yet. So really, he's not overpaid this past year. He wasn't at all. You got him at a great value. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me, dude, because people literally this time a year ago were loving the contract. Oh, that's a great deal. All this kind of stuff, you know? So whatever, dude. Rashawn Holmes is a guy who I believe Rashawn Holmes is due to be paid at the end of this year, Ryan. Um, and I feel I feel like this may be an interesting one that's going to create the next divide. I'm just kind of looking at this having a foresight because a lot of people love the guy, uh, love him. I mean, I would say he's a like a favorite player for a lot of people. I mean, the guy got MVP chance after playing like ten games and on a losing night, you know, I, I don't know what to say. So people love that guy. Um, and I kind of feel like if his deal is going to be up and he's going to be due to get, get it paid. I think the Kings should trade him, bro. I think they should trade him. And I think he might get traded. We talked about this last well, week. Th- that's, that's the thing is, you know, people are going to hate they, on us for this. They're They're going to trade him. They're going to trade him, dude. He's not going to be on the team next year. People got to realize that, you know, unless he gets hurt this year, and he misses the whole season, and Sack's able to bring him back on a hell of a deal next year, this guy's not going to be on the team, dude. I would look for him, okay, and you're hearing it here first because the same thing we did last year with Bogey, all right? I would say he's going to be gone at the trade deadline. I really believe that. I think there's a real possibility, especially if Sacramento's out of it. If Sacramento's not in playoff contention, Rashawn Holmes is you, he's gone, dude. He is gone. Uh, so people need to be prepared for that, and I cannot wait – um, you know, for people, what are people going to say about him? Because like you said, dude, he is beloved in Sacramento, dude. He is one of the all-time greats, according to some people. He's untouchable gonna, to the media. You, I, I, this is going to be, I, I don't know, man. I just kind of foresee this being our next battle. I foresee us being on the side of be smart about Rashawn Holmes. Don't keep him so you have to pay him. Trade him for an asset at the deadline. And I think there's going to be a group of people out there that are going to call for Bagley to be traded over him, and I'm going to be yep. so mad, man. I think that's yep. going to happen. Do you think that's me or next the next front? No, that's for that's for sure. Me and you have been we've been waiting to bring this up because we've been talking about this for a few weeks, and we almost slipped up and brought it up the last podcast. But you know, now that it's getting closer to the season, this we're bringing it up now. Uh, I would put money on Rashawn Holmes not being here. Um, you know, and and if the team jumps out to a terrible start, dude, say something happens, dude, and people get hurt, whatever, and they start off 0 and 5 like they did last year. Uh yeah, you you damn right. Better look for Rashawn Holmes. Not only Rashawn Holmes, too, is another one. BJ Lisa, dude. Our guy BJ Lisa is another one. Uh I know he's not as beloved as Rashawn Holmes, but that's another guy that you can look at that's gonna be gone. Uh almost for sure. You know, with the way McNair's been handling stuff, you can almost look at it for sure. Um and say that one of those two guys will not be here by the end of the year. And it, the, the writing's kind of on the wall, right? Like, you, you went and got Frank Kaminsky. You went and got, you know, Whiteside. You got Jabari Parker. You got Marvin Bagley. Um, you know, you have the depth uh, in the big men. So, uh, yeah, dude, that, that's it. You're hearing it here first at Kingscast, dude. Rashawn Holmes, look for him to be traded at the trade deadline. That's a real thing. <laughs> People are going to be so pissed at us. Oh, it, it, it. This is totally unsourced. This is just our opinion, guys. But, you know, while Ryan was talking, I looked at, a, you know, uh, Rashawn Holmes has got $5 million this year. I want to say Bielis is up about $7 million, so that puts us at twelve. Uh, you know, two expiring deals of players who can come in and literally um, – fill out a bench and potentially start for a weak center team like in the East, 
that's valuable. You know, that could potentially yield a later first round pick. Those guys that could potentially yield uh, something back, you know? So yeah, you know, you, you, okay, people that love those. Yeah. Especially a contender, you can get a late round pick and a future pick or a player in a, in a late round first pick, you know, and um, that's what I think Sacramento's goal is going to be. And I, I think it's 100% going to happen if they're not in playoff contention. Uh, if, they're play, if, if they're in playoff contention, you know, like come, come around the all-star break time. I don't even know if they're doing the all-star break this year, but come around that time. If Sacramento, you know, is miraculously like the five or six seed, um, you know, things might change. Game plan might change a little bit. But, you know, if they're bottom, if they're bottom of the West, um, yeah, look for some big changes, man. Because, you know, I, I don't think that they're – I'm not getting into that. I, I don't think Rashawn – I don't think Rashawn Holmes is as great as everybody thinks. I'm just going <laughs> to – all right, he's not as great as everybody thinks, all right? So, um, and I think McNair knows that, and I think that's why they brought Hassan Whiteside in, dude, so – the games, preseason games That's begin next fr- Friday, Ryan. We're, we're going to save, we're going to do, guys, we're going to do a two-part preview of the season and look back at last year and hit you guys with them episodes. So we're coming to come at you guys next couple weeks. I've teased it for like six weeks. We have to do the trivia episode out there. We have a couple more. We got just a loaded, a loaded couple weeks, guys. So keep looking out for us, all right? Um, hey, we appreciate you listening in. If you... Everyone interact or be a part of the show, you can do so by tagging us. Ryan and I are on Twitter. You can find me at King's Cast Eric and Ryan at King's Cast uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Thank there you. you go. And then you can find our main account at King's Cast. And then, um, like I said, we're inter- we're interacting there on the Sacramento Kings Bench Mob private Facebook group and our newly formed Kingsland page. And then you can find us anywhere you find your podcast. So for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.